Welcome everyone back to another episode of the Urban Indigo Podcast. I'm your host Diana Min and today I am joined by my good friend and a very intelligent woman, Kaylin Hardikoff. Thank you, Kaylin, for joining us. So excited to have you here. I'm so excited to have Kaylin here. Not only is she just an intelligent, beautiful woman and a good friend of mine, <laughs> but she's also a coach and a psychotherapist, which is like such an incredible combination, I think, to really bring all of the elements together to help someone overcome their their obstacles right and to help mm -hmm. transform their lives so yeah. yeah why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and just kind of how you got on this path and and what made you decide to get into this line of work yeah so basically right now so i'm a marriage family therapist trainee um i currently provide psychotherapy to adolescents and families at a nonprofit. Um, I'm also a life coach. Um, I help women tap into their authentic self so they're able to basically feel more empowered and control and more importantly at peace like in all their relationships. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So what led me down this path? Um, I would have to say it would have to be because of my relationship. So basically when I was 16, um i kind of got into a pretty toxic relationship yeah so it lasted about five years um it wasn't the healthiest relationship we were on and off he cheated on me all the time i definitely felt very lost and confused i ended up having to go see a therapist myself and my mom kind of like forced me to see a therapist mm -hmm. um when I went in there, um, this therapist, she kind of put a lot of blame on me and acted like I was like this bad kid. So instead of, you know, providing that support I desperately needed because I felt very lost and confused, um, I wasn't able to receive that support. Um, and then, you know, as a teenager, I do, I do have very supportive parents, but as a teenager, you know, we don't really want to share our whole life story about our relationship with our significant yeah. other with our parents yeah. um so really at that time, and i think i was embarrassed too so i wasn't really able to um tell my friends either so i really didn't have any support that basically led me down the path of wanting to be a psychotherapist because i want people to not have to go through basically what i had to go through i want to be able to provide them mm. with the support and the clarity and provide them you know with some direction how to basically tap into their authentic self so they do feel empowered and taking control over their life that's beautiful mm -hmm. and i completely realized that we left the structure over there so i'm gonna go get it and then we'll cut this part out <laughs> journey and, and I think it's so honorable that you know you experienced something that was really painful for you and now you've taken steps in your life to now create a space where other people don't have to go through that pain and I think mm -hmm. that that's true for most healers right that our life purpose really does end up coming from our biggest wounds and yeah. we want to help alleviate other people of the same struggles that we went through and the challenges that we went through yeah in my cohort, there's a lot of people, they come from all different backgrounds and all different types of experiences that led them down, you know, the path yeah. to being a therapist. So it's really interesting. 
when you're seeing these people that you're helping right now and mm -hmm. you're working mostly with children right now, right? Uh, adolescents, teenagers and families. Yeah. So I do work with uh, parents. Wow, mm -hmm. wow. And so I kind of try to think back to myself at that age, mm -hmm. right? And like, I remember when I was 16, 17, and I, mm -hmm. my parents had just gotten a divorce, and I was, I basically dropped out of school, I was doing drugs, I was a complete uh, self-destructive adolescent. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was seeking a therapist so badly mm -hmm. that I, I really, I mean, I was begging to see one, and it was so hard because you needed your parents like consent to be able to mm -hmm. see one yep. and my mom at the time was in complete denial of everything that was going on even though my dad had just gone to jail and they had just gotten a divorce and every mm -hmm. you know there was like a lot of stuff going on and I would I could not find someone to even listen to what I was going through and it was like it's hard it was the toughest part of my life yeah mm -hmm. and so I think it's so beautiful that you're helping these kids now can you just kind of go and into it, what that's mm -hmm. like right now yeah and so with adolescents too it can be a little bit tricky because I'm working with parents right and for a child or adolescent to move forward the parents have to be very much involved and a lot of the parents are in denial they do yeah. feel like hey just fix my kid and like just fix them like you need to fix it and so and it doesn't work like that right all um you know it goes back to unconscious patterns like everything is passed down from your parents like my parents they got their behavior and all these things from their experience from their parents so um it's, it can be difficult at times when these parents aren't like, wanting to acknowledge um the yeah. things that they're putting on their children and not willing to work towards any significant change for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I know this to be true in a lot of the spiritual and energetic work I do. So as a clinical psychologist that's working with not only just the children, but also the parents. So do you see that the patterns of the parents tend to be passed on to their children? 100% yeah 100% everything is passed down from you know everything is a cycle and um, that's kind of what we want to talk about today is these unconscious patterns how do we break them it can be difficult at times especially if we're not aware of what they are and how to break them so yeah mm -hmm. yeah I know that I struggled with so much of that in my you know early years on my healing journey and just trying to figure out like why was I so angry why was I so mm -hmm. violent right like why was I um an alcoholic and a drug addict why did I have really self-destructive like relationship patterns and it, you know it took me you know like a good <laughs> many many years to really yeah. get to the bottom of what these answers are but now that like I feel like I've healed myself from that I can easily see those patterns in other people and help them guide them through overcoming that stuff so mm -hmm. um yeah I just don't like when I think about like the clients that I have now as a coach it's it's almost like they are reflections of me Mm -hmm. and the things that I struggled with and the things that I had to overcome. And in that same way, it's beautiful because I know that I've led myself through that healing and I can lead other people through that healing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just one of those things that is when you really understand it from a spiritual standpoint that like we are being led through our 
um, challenges, right? Our obstacles and all of the stuff that we need to heal so that we can then pay that healing forward and really um, mm -hmm. be the light for someone who essentially is a reflection of you in your past, right? Exactly. So basically, you either become the parent or the child in your past. And basically, we can tend to recreate situations, um, you know, of unfinished business from our past to and help resolve them. So we might so for example, for me, I mean, I've been in therapy for a while now um, and I was, I really didn't understand why I was acting the way I was acting, but um, you know, I came from a pretty, I came from a great family. I have very supportive parents. Uh, they've been together, what, like 34 years. Yeah. Although my dad was not the most emotional person. And so, and on top of not being that emotional, I also didn't understand myself. You know, as a teenager, you're essentially finding yourself. Um, so, you know, when I had these toxic relationships, so now that I think back to it, I was almost attracting guys into my life that were physically there but not emotionally there mm. um so that's kind of my understanding of you know what led me down that path and um and i kind of, you know we're going to be talking about too how like how do we overcome these patterns how do we you know feel more empowered and know ourselves better so we feel more in control of our life because basically that's what it comes down to is identifying your patterns and uh, you know understanding yourself better yeah yeah i know when i think about it when like all the like destructive and toxic relationships i was in mm -hmm. it all relates back to the fact that my parents had a terrible relationship with each other mm -hmm. they were fighting all the time they were constantly violent with each other constantly constantly violent with us and so you know at the time when you're in less conscious right and you're mm -hmm. you're not aware of your patterns and what you're doing like i was getting into these relationships and having basically repeating the cycle that my parents were doing to each other with me and my current partner mm -hmm. and it's it's like when i try to think back like how did i break myself out of that well i repeated it until it was so painful that i had no choice That's right basically, yeah yeah so it comes down to when enough is enough really yeah yeah and i like i couldn't i remember one time i was with my ex and when we were fighting mm -hmm. i literally felt like i had went into a time warp and it was like i was my mom and he was my father like wow. the, like personified by my father because the argument we were having was this like exactly almost to the t the argument that my parents were having and that's when it hit me i was like whoa like what is going on here right and like obviously i took a very non-traditional path to my healing and i you know did ayahuasca 60 times i found other types of spiritual modalities between yoga and meditation and other type of shamanic and spiritual journeys to heal myself but what are things from a psychotherapist standpoint do you feel mm -hmm. would be beneficial for someone let's say that they have no idea where to start they they're stuck in these toxic patterns they're stuck in i don't know whatever it is limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging type mm -hmm. patterns like what is something that someone can start doing today that can help them kind mm -hmm. of start to begin to unravel like what what yeah this is, so know? basically something to understand is too is we basically uh provoke uh we project or we attract the same patterns from our past so 
the first thing is you want to be compassionate with yourself, right? Be compassionate. I mean, this, you know, everything is learned. All behavior is learned. Um, so again, like with patterns, first, you know, becoming conscious to your patterns. The only way to understand them is to be fully present. When you're angry, when you're sad, um, when you're triggered, try to think back, okay, when is, you know, where is this coming from? Who was I with the last time I experienced this? So you can kind of recognize what's going on for you. Where's this pattern? But, um, and you know, it's not an overnight thing. It's practice. Practice becoming conscious to your patterns and um, trying to control you know, control how you react to things rather just being reactive in a conditioned way. Yeah. So what do you mean by we either provoke like the three things mm -hmm. that you said, can you explain those a little bit deeper? So let's see provoke. So that means basically if you know, you, and it doesn't also just stem from just family. So if you were cheated on a bunch of times, uh, maybe the next partner, you might be like, no, you're a cheater, you're a cheater. You're mm. essentially provoking it out of them. Mm. Or, um, you know, if you grow up with uh, inconsistent mom or dad in and out of your life, you don't trust anyone. Uh, you might project that onto them like, I don't try, you know, going into things like I just don't trust anyone. Mm. Um, and then attracting it, right? You know, with abuse, I mean, a lot of the time, we get comfortable with our, our norm. So if you grew up abused, you might be more comfortable with that and attract that into your life without even really yeah. being aware of it. I mean, we don't do this on purpose. It's all really unconscious. I mean, our subconscious controls, what, 95% of our brains. Yeah. So. so we were talking about this the other day. So I wanna mm -hmm. just bring that into this conversation because I think it's relevant. I I have a friend who is a highly successful journalist in mm -hmm. um, DC and I've known her for over 10 years and literally everything she does, she absolutely crushes it. And we used to live together um, and we would talk about our childhood and she told me, she's like, you know, when, when I was younger, my parents used to tell me every single day that I can do anything, that I was incredible and I could achieve mm -hmm. anything I put my mind to. And I was like, wow, that was the exact opposite of my childhood because mm -hmm. I was told the exact opposite. I told that I was told that everything is hard, it's unreachable, I'm dreaming too big, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm retarded, mm -hmm. like all those things, right? So then like as our life trajectory like went on, like she continues to crush everything that she does and it took me a long time although I I'm, I'm super grateful for my journey and I'm so I'm so blessed to be where I am now, you know, with a successful business and really having all of my dreams manifest in front of my eyes now. But it took me a lot to get there. I had to, oh God, I had to break through my limiting beliefs. I had to, I had to reprogram my subconscious mind about money, about my own capabilities. I had to literally reparent myself to build up my self-esteem again and to, and to really show up and be fearless in my, in and shining right and stepping out and having confidence in myself and so like i i really just want to dive into the patterns that we learn as children right or the behaviors and and the things that we pick up as children and how that manifests for us as adults 
Yeah, so basically there's many things, right? If you were critiqued as a child, you might you might be the critiquer in your relationship. You might attract it goes back to provoking and attracting, um, projecting. Um, or let's see if you're ashamed a lot when you're a child, you might have more low self-esteem. You might be very yeah. critical of yourself. Um, these are all, you know, it comes in a lot of different forms. So Yeah. Yeah, I notice this a lot too with my clients is like they are when I see them that they're like overly critical of themselves or mm -hmm. overly critical of others or o overly judgmental of themselves and others like I kind of pick up that I'm like okay were you criticized as a child mm -hmm. like where you constantly judge as a child and usually like it's not even something that they're aware of like they don't even realize that they were criticized or judged as a child yeah. like when I bring it up they're like oh yeah, yeah, I guess I was, you know, and it's like it that behavior or that type of treatment becomes mm -hmm. normalized in the mind and in the in the body, right? Yeah, and to understand too, going back to you can untrain these, you know, conditioned uh, beliefs, right? These are all picked up. I mean, we didn't just go to the grocery store and pick them up, right? Um, we can unlearn them and a way to do this is really tapping into what's your beliefs what are your values really understanding because a lot of the time we just carry on you know our family's values into our own mm -hmm. life so really sitting down and thinking what are your values what do you like about yourself what do you what are your you know i work relationally so i think about relationships you know what are your non-negotiables what are your emotional needs all these things are very important yeah is it something that you think someone can do on their own or do you think that it's better to find some help because i feel like as much as i try to do it on my own i mean i did do it on my own basically mm -hmm. but the most expansive times that i've had or the most like transformation that i've gone through mm -hmm. is usually when i had a coach a mentor or someone that was always kind of uh, reflecting back to me my own my own shit right my own limitations my own limited behaviors mm -hmm. and and pulling me forward into believing in myself or pulling me forward into stepping out of my shell right or getting out of my comfort zone yeah I mean it's a constant journey too I mean I have a therapist I have a coach like it's really important because we're constantly evolving we're constantly creating new patterns and sometimes we step back and forget what we, you know, what we yeah. learned about and all these things in a culture, you know, a psychotherapist can help pinpoint, hey, you know, you're, you know, what's going on here? It seems like you might be reverting back and they, yeah. they can help you. I mean, everybody needs that support. It's really hard to, you know, do things on your own sometimes, especially re essentially retraining you know your patterns your limited beliefs all these things you kind of need someone to hold you accountable essentially yeah yeah mm -hmm. a deep program of mine was around money and mm -hmm. it was it was so deep that program of like scarcity mm -hmm. and lack and you know, I'm so grateful for my coach that I have. You know, all coaches have coaches, guys. Just so you know. And if they don't, they're not doing their inner work. I would not suggest. Right, them. I wouldn't trust a coach that doesn't have a yeah. coach, right? But it's like, if it like through the work that I was doing with my coach, like to finally break through, and it was almost like, like what I, it was like a such a thick wall to break through, mm -hmm. Kaylin. When I really think about it, and I'm I'm just like. 
like when I try to think back to where I was and that lack and scarcity and not having enough and not having enough, like it all came down to feeling like I wasn't enough, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's like on an energetic level, when you think about like these limiting beliefs and how we project them out into not only our other relationships, but then we project it out into our life, into our career, into our ability to hold abundance, right? And our ability to step into our purpose and our ability to um, just be confident in our gifts. It like, it literally will infiltrate every single aspect of your life if it goes unchecked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, a big thing was I didn't, through my relationship, so first I had a very toxic relationship again for five years. The second one was I think a year and a half where he ended up being a drug addict doing things behind my back. It, so I just ended up just not trusting myself. I really didn't figure that out till a few years ago after seeing a therapist and stuff, but it really came down to I just didn't trust myself and I didn't feel con in control of my life. So for me, that was a big thing. Um, and you know, to move past these patterns, it's essentially, especially in marriage and relationships, you we have these to heal heal together essentially. Mm. But um, if if it's someone that's just come, you know, putting blame on you and putting blame on you, uh, you can't really grow that way. And again, have an understanding what your emotional needs are because whether or not someone is there to support you or not through your healing if if they don't have what they can give you emotionally it's gonna be really hard for that relationship to last yeah I feel personally how I was able to overcome it like this is when I wasn't working with a coach or wasn't mm -hmm. I I would have I would attract the same type of toxic partner mm -hmm. until I took accountability mm -hmm. for the fact that I was the one that was attracting those types of mm -hmm. um, partners because essentially energetically I I held that frequency. I held that vibration mm -hmm. of the not good enoughness, of the abuse, of the violence, of the toxic relationship. And once I took accountability mm -hmm. for that, and I then made the conscious decision to to transform that, right? Mm -hmm. To transform myself and to evolve myself out of those toxic patterns. Only then did I attract a partner that was that was more elevated that was more evolved and that was also on the same level of what i was doing and working on for myself right because we attract essentially what we are yeah i think that's amazing i love that word accountability because look, look if you have two people take accountability for you know trying to stop you know disempowering patterns how much you guys can grow together yeah. it's like it's really powerful and that's what relationships are meant to be powerful to grow to heal um, but if that other person is not in that mind frame, it can really deter you from evolving. Yeah. And evolving in your relationship too, so. Yeah. I know, personally for me right now, what I'm working on is continuing to uh, take accountability, to mm -hmm. heal through my, my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And to elevate and evolve myself because I'm trying to attract a partner on that same level. Yes. And how would I be able to then hold that frequency, hold that vibration if it's not already strong within me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I know you're out there, boo. <laughs> I think for me, um, 
it really comes down to doing the work, right? Because we can't sit here and be like, okay, I want to um, reprogram my subconscious patterns, like make it make it no, happen. It's Kaylin. constant practice. It's constant. What do you mean practice. you can't heal me? You can't fix me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, it's definitely constant practice. I mean. Again, subconscious is 95% of what programs you like. So that might be subliminals that you listen to at night, um, being an observer of your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, your patterns, understanding um, you know, how you experience your childhood, how you experience your relationships, all these things. And again, it, it takes work, it, it takes support, it takes maybe a coach and uh, or a psychotherapist to really you know, help you and guide you. Okay, so let's say somebody doesn't have a coach, somebody can't afford a therapist, okay. right? Uh -huh. And what are practical things that they can do or the audience can do to help to start themselves on the journey of reprogramming? So basically, I feel, I mean, for me, I, I feel like the secret was like the biggest for me like, the secret was actually life-changing for me I too like was it, it? Life for a lot of people but essentially i mean i did a lot of self-work on my own initially yeah. i mean when you're in your 20s you're not i mean for me i wasn't making like a ton of money to hire a coach and a psychotherapist so it was really just kind of paying attention to my thoughts in my you know, speaking positively, how can I reframe? And that doesn't mean speaking positively all the time, but it's just kind of, how can I reframe this instead yeah. of, you know, being hard on myself or thinking that this is the worst outcome? How can I reframe this to, a, you know, the next best thought so I can, you know, again, raise your vibration and mm -hmm. um, which will essentially change your behavior and your outcome on things. But for me, another thing is just, that stuck with me and still is with me is control what you can and let go of what you can't because mm. at the end of the day you have control over your thoughts you have control over how you feel you don't have to react to how everybody reacts to conditions i mean i basically have trained myself if i if i lost my keys or like i locked myself out of my car or things like that i'm just like i'm chill like because what else am I going to do? I mean, to react in a negative way or be upset. I mean, is it really going to be beneficial? No. And I mean, it sounds it's definitely easier said than easier done. Said yeah. Than <laughs> that, for sure. Sorry. Thank you. For, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree. Cause when I think about like when I was on the journey of healing, right, it's like you take, you take four steps forward and then you take five steps back. Right. Because yeah. you're just constantly showing up to do the work. And it's mm -hmm. like when, <laughs> when people really ask me, like, you know, when I moved to San Diego, like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, I'm healing myself. Like this is a full time job. So, so just some things that maybe can help you guys um, that are listening to this that I actually did was, like you said, the secret was life changing for me. Once I realized, I'm like, okay, I have the power to actually create my reality. I started doing vision boards. I started doing affirmations. I started writing down things I was grateful for that had never happened yet. And once I started to really manifest, I was like, oh, wait, I can actually have influence on my reality. So that's when you stop becoming, that's when you stop getting 
getting into victim consciousness, right? And you're like, wait, life is not happening to me. Life is happening through me. So if I am the lens in which life is happening, how do I switch this lens to be something that is more productive, more supportive, and more loving in my life, right? And yes, you still have the triggers that come up. You still have the subconscious programs that come up. But when they come up, it's like you're able to catch them faster, right? Yeah. You're able to turn them around faster. And maybe it'll knock you off the path for for a little bit. But I tell all of my clients this, getting knocked off the path is part of the path. Right? That's how you learn <laughs> and that's how you grow and that's how you get accustomed to thinking a new way. Because yeah. without these trial and error, how are you supposed to evolve? I mean, you can't evolve when everything's going perfect. Right, right. It does take, unfortunately... Um, struggle it takes challenge it takes um you know unfortunate events to really bring up these patterns to the surface and so that's kind of why i say that like all tragedy and all unfortunate events are essentially gifts right they're opportunities for us to see ourselves clear to see where we may be slipping or see where we can improve on certain areas of our lives maybe reactions yeah. or maybe coping mechanisms all of those things like I struggled with a lot of that you know being from New York and being a very quick reactor like as far as being violent in my childhood and all yeah. that stuff like I've had to work through a lot of that but you know like you said like having compassion for yourself and realizing that yeah you know what I didn't do the I didn't react the way in which I would have liked however taking that awareness being compassionate with yourself it's okay I'm mm -hmm. doing my best I'm trying my best I'm showing up the best I can in this moment and I know that I will work harder to improve in the future and continue to be better and so it's not you know a one-size-fits-all remedy for this stuff right mm -hmm. these are deep programs these are things that have been embedded in your subconscious for your entire lifetime and so to just show up and bring that awareness and and that's what enlightenment is right like my coach says all the time enlightenment is bringing light into the darkness right mm -hmm. and and illuminating that space mm -hmm. that that needs um your attention because you're going to continue to recycle these patterns recycle these experiences um until you heal them mm -hmm. and i think a big thing is you know be compassionate with yourself during this trial and error you know evolving it, it might be hard right so feel into those emotions these emotions that come up are not bad so be compassionate but being aware of how you react if you're feeling sad if you're feeling mad you know what makes it what what would help you shift to a different state so you you know feel more joy if you're feeling sad if you're mad what will help you kind of you know decrease your um your anger you know if you have a trigger that makes you anger what will help you kind of yeah. you know calm down um so these are all things that is worth exploring yeah something that comes to mind for me that helps me helps a lot of my clients as well is just grounding down right like feet on the ground mm -hmm. taking one hand to your heart one hand to your belly and taking six deep breaths while you're in that fight or flight mode like when your adrenaline is mm -hmm. pumping your heart is racing and like you're super triggered mm -hmm. taking a moment to just ground down and take six deep breaths to like calm the nervous system down and from that calm place then begin to um, maybe reiterate some affirmations, maybe put in a new program, right? Like, I'm safe, I'm safe. Like, mm -hmm. um, because most of the triggers is about 
safety right like mm -hmm. am i like pe yes. people that don't feel safe to speak don't feel sp safe to be heard yeah. uh safe to be seen all mm -hmm. of those things and so when you get into that fight or flight mode it's because your body literally does not feel safe mm -hmm. and so bring yourself to a calm place where your your mind you know when you're in a fight or flight mode when you're triggered your mind actually shuts down and i know mm -hmm. you know this where like you can't intake the same amount of information because mm -hmm. you're in a place of survival and so once you calm the nervous system down then your brain can intake some new information then you can start to talk some sense and some logic into it because a lot of times when we think about these triggers and these you know patterns and and these limiting beliefs they're very nonsensical right the big thing is practice you know it's a practice of being uncomfortable when you're evolving and you know retraining pre-programming your brain and you know trying to recognize all these patterns it might be really uncomfortable so coping skills is a great thing you know like breathing is that going to help calm you down you know why you're dealing with these uncomfortable emotions um you know and you can google different coping skills and try them mm -hmm. out to see you know again trial and error see wh what works best for you yeah yeah it's really beautiful Jalen, i am so grateful for you and the wealth of knowledge that you have that you're going to be sharing uh with the world with your clients with all the people that you're going to impact and help transform their lives like you're such a gift and and, you're such a gift. and people are going to be so lucky to 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 have you lead them and guide them on their journey of healing because mm -hmm. um yeah, it's so needed. It's so needed in the world right now. Definitely. And, um, you know, the more people, then the way that I like to look at it, it's like the more people that we touch, uh, the more people that we can impact and help them heal and transform their lives, then they become like a beacon of light in their community. And then it like ripple effects out into their friends and their relationships and their children and their partnerships, right? And then all of those people then receive that healing yes. through, you know. Being your authentic self yeah. is healing other people. We need more of it in this world. Like your greatest strength is just yeah. being you. And it can definitely help heal other people by, um, you know, revealing your true self right right and me and Kaylin are, are perfect examples of that like I, I really think about you know five years ago when I was in the middle of my dark night of the soul my transformation my healing like I couldn't even think about stepping out and helping somebody else no, right me I was no just idea. like trying to like people ask me all the time like how did you become a coach I'm like I really didn't think about it I just wanted to heal myself yeah I mean those are the greatest teachers we have to heal ourselves before we can serve others I absolutely mean. I agree and so uh, tell the people where they can find you on um, so my Instagram is centered period living um, and yeah so you can find me there that's my Instagram Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your light with us. I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. I hope that you guys can work to start to really examine where you are in your healing process mm -hmm. if you feel like you need support please feel free to reach out to either of us you can mm -hmm. find me on instagram at the urban indigo kaylin's at center.living uh we'd love to support you on this journey if you have any questions comments leave them below yes. and yes i love you guys and we'll catch you on the next episode bye, bye.